How's it going, everyone? I'm Joshua Tiggis, and thank you for listening to The Positive Point, a podcast where I try to shed some light into your world. Before we really get into this, let's kind of get the elephant in the room out of the way. So the audio right now may not be sounding like it was last week, and that is because I am currently sitting behind my computer in my room at home. Yes, I am in quarantine. One of my friends up at college tested positive and I was potentially exposed. So I'm here at home now quarantining for two weeks and I took my test today. So hopefully the results would be back by tomorrow or the next day. But I'm feeling fine. And the guest that I had on for this episode today is also one of my friends up at college. So He is also in quarantine at home. So you're going to have to kind of forgive me for this poor audio quality for this episode, but we're managing to get through it. While I might not physically be up at college and in the studio, I'm still here at home working and I am still bringing you the positive point because there's always something you can pull out of every situation that has a good outcome. On today's episode, I took a moment to step back and reflect with a friend on how society has shaped us into unhealthy people. Michael Schreck is another really good friend of mine who has been in my life for a while. He has always brought a unique outlook on situations. Some of my fondest memories have been made with him, from hanging out as young boys to traveling to a different country. On today's episode, we took the chance to sit back and reflect on two of our greatest experiences that we happened to experience together. So without further ado, allow yourself to escape from your life for a little while and enjoy this episode with Michael. Here we are, episode two of The Positive Point. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on, Michael. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Now, I'm super excited about this episode today because Michael and I have been friends for a really long time, and we've shared experiences together, but there's two major experiences in our lives that we've gone on together and we're going to be talking about today. So I'm super excited about that and I hope you are too, Michael. Oh, I, I'm very excited. Just to give people a little overview of our friendship again, like with Sammy last week, I think Michael and I really started interacting in about fifth grade and stuff and it just kind of snowballed from there, hanging out all the time, making memories all over the place. So it's been an amazing adventure and now being together up at college is really fun. Oh yeah. It's It's been a long run. Before we dive into the two big things I want to talk about today, I saw something, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, that you posted on Twitter, but it said, it's better to be hated for who you are than loved for who you are not. Can you explain that a little bit? Because I absolutely love that. I actually, I heard that in a song that I was listening to driving home from college. I can't remember what the song was. But I heard that, and I just like, I don't know, I feel like more people needed to know that because it's so easy to get caught up in just like being a fake, being fake, if you will. It's so easy to get caught up in like trying to do something to impress other people or trying to do something like trying to be someone you're not so that you can get attention. And I feel like it's super easy for people to get caught up in that these days. And I wanted to remind people that it's so much better to just be who you are because if your friendship with somebody is based on a lie, 
then everything in the friendship is eventually going to like fall apart. But if the friendship is based on truth, everything is going to be so much easier and it's just going to work so much better. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I think we kind of fall into that trap that society thinks we have to become this fake person and whatnot. When in reality, be who you are and you'll be happy with that. And then people will love you for who you are. Yeah, for sure. Now to dive into the meat of this podcast, I wanted to start out with this episode by talking about Kairos. Now, some people may not know what that is, but just hearing that word brings back so many memories in my mind. I know it does to Michael. So to those of you who don't know, Kairos is a retreat that was offered at our high school for juniors and seniors. And it was a time where you just got away. Like, yes, you formed a relationship with God and that connection there, but you really took time to step away and find who you truly are. So Michael and I actually went on the retreat in the fall of our junior year, and we actually led it together the fall of our senior year, so last year. So we went on it together. We led it together. We had a bunch of amazing memories there. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who's listening who hasn't gone yet, but it really gets you out of your element, doesn't it, Michael? Oh, it definitely does, because the... Like the theme of Kairos is God's time. Everything is not on your time. The whole retreat, you can't have any cell phones. There's no TVs to watch the news. There's no connection with anything. Everybody's by themselves with you and God and like connected together through God, if, if that makes sense. It was such a good retreat. And even just the idea of the retreat is so good because you get that time to disconnect from all the bad parts of society and just focus on what's good and like how to bring that back and like spread that with other people. Yeah. Kind of, this kind of goes right in line with what we were talking about earlier. You find who you truly are and then you're able to finally express that and people love you for who you are. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing that I've loved with Kairos is that you find who you are. You find the connection with God and your faith but deep down, you know what you want then. That's something I wanted to touch on. And I know that when you go on it, you build a connection with people. Michael and I, yes, we were good friends before that. But even going on it together, we built a connection between each other that's like unbreakable now. Yeah. And there's memories we have from Kairos that I'll never forget. Yeah. It's kind of hard to talk about. <laughs> yeah, there's so much we want to share. But we don't want to ruin it for anything. But I just wanted to bring that up to show people that it's important to find yourself and put yourself out of your normal element because it's through putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations that we find comfort within ourselves. So also in our junior year of high school, Michael and I shared another experience that I think few in their lifetime actually get to go through but it is something that everyone definitely should. So the, in the spring of our junior year, Michael and I went on Mission Honduras. So Michael, do you want to kind of describe what we did and kind of the mission behind Mission Honduras? Yeah, I'd love to. The theme for Mission Honduras 2019 was send me out. So we went out, obviously, to Honduras. It was a 10-day trip, and we built two houses or two homes for families there. And we stayed out of school. We, yeah, we stayed out of school for 10 days. And 
we helped out all the families there and we got to see like all the kids come to school and we got to go visit actual families of people that went to the school and like visit their homes and see what their home life was like and just being able to live in this environment for even just that first week it was extremely eye-opening to me and I know it was to you too to be able to see that aspect of the world because like in our society we have poor people we have homeless people but we don't really talk about it that much and it was just it was super eye-opening to see a third world country as it is and not like in a textbook or in a news article but to actually see like the home life there and everything that went on I can't even like describe it you have to be there to be able to experience that yeah like even preparing for this trip I was looking at pictures of what it's like down there and stuff just kind of mentally preparing myself but it was still such a shock when I went there and actually experienced it for myself because pictures can only prepare you so much but when you actually get yourself in that element that is when reality hits you yeah the pictures just really don't do it justice even like I count uh, this is a year and a half later we're recording this at least and I still it's two almost is it two years later now it's going on two years now yeah Yeah. time's gone by quick yeah even today like some of my habits that I have just everyday habits are like a little bit different because of what we did in Honduras and because like like even when I wash my hands I still turn it on and get my hands right and then turn the water off and then use like the soap and, and everything and like actually get my hands super clean and then turn it on again to try to save as much water as I can like I don't like throwing food out I absolutely hate throwing food out because like I've seen people who literally don't have food so even like the way I live my life was changed and all these small aspects and small habits I have are different because of this experience yeah and we're not saying that you have to go out and go on a mission trip no I know it's we both know that it's not for everyone but through this we kind of just want to show you what our experiences are and see how you can translate it into your own life like the the thing that I took away from Mission Honduras was how those people they were from a third world country they had next to nothing but they were still the happiest people I've ever been around yeah for sure I remember one of the first days we were there there was a whole group of kids in the courtyard playing soccer with an old like water bottle that had rocks in it and they had literally like literal trash and they were enjoying themselves so much and having so much fun you kind of take it for granted all the stuff we have like I can sit in front of my like xbox or my computer all day and scroll through the hundreds of games I have and still feel bored and like these people have literally nothing and they're finding enjoyment and and you know, you don't like understand the other side really until you've experienced it. Yeah, it's kind of hard to explain how they actually live their lives because it's something that we're not accustomed to and it's something that we can't even imagine ourselves going through. Yeah, it's definitely different. Yeah, but those people down there, even when you offer to give them help, they, that just boosted their excitement so much more. And that really showed me how it's okay to ask for help from others. There are people in your life that are willing to lend out that hand and help you through whatever you're going through. Yeah, especially like the, the people who are, it seems like the people who are most willing to help are the people who most need help. Like I know our bus driver, Carlos, was like always the first person to offer help or the first person to do something. He was just creating things or like he took all the old scrap wood that we have and he like started making 
small furniture or like little toys or something and he was always just doing something extra for someone else yeah and that's kind of what life is all about yes you can focus on yourself but putting others before yourself and helping them out is what brings you more happiness because you feel like you have a meaning when you help other people out so down in honduras the main project that we were accomplishing was building two houses for families of the school that we were staying at and we also put a bunch of care packages together and distributed them to families, built picnic tables for the school and bunk beds and everything. But it was through doing this service that I know I felt like I was making a difference and having a meaning on someone else's life. And that just brought me so much happiness. Yeah, I can pretty confidently say that Mission Hunters is probably the happiest I've ever been in my life. Just being able to directly put yourself, or being able to directly give yourself away to help someone else. And it's always like really nice when you're donating something or like makes you feel good when you like give up money or something like that. But that just, it's, it's indirect. So you don't get that same sense. You don't see the other person's face and being able to like see the families move in because we actually got to watch the families move in one of the, like one of the last days after we had built the houses and being able to like see their expressions and see their happiness and their joy at like their new house that they had. I think that's what was like huge for me. I think it was the fact that we got to see those people move in and we got to like experience their happiness with them and we got to see the joy in their face. Yeah, and that's a really key thing to incorporate into your own life the way it is today is with people, yes, we can help them out in indirect ways, but it's through that direct way that we get that fulfillment within our heart. The really cool thing that I liked about Mission Honduras, though, it wasn't just physically building the houses. It was making connections with everyone that went on the mission trip with us and everyone that we affected down there. Yeah, just the other day, a few weeks ago, I actually went through the website and scrolled through all the pictures that we had. And I can still remember all the names of the little kids that we like hung out with every day. And I'm horrible with names. I've never been able to remember names, but I can remember all of them most of their names and we only saw them for like a week and a half and i can still remember their names and like the experiences i shared with them i don't know those kids were they were something else they were i don't know i don't even know how to describe it (laughs) yeah they were wild and crazy but in the good way they brought so much excitement and happiness to your life because while their families had nothing it seemed like they had everything they lived Mm -hmm. every second of every day to the fullest they could yeah, it was, again, it was eye-opening to be able to see, like, how much happiness you can pack into such a small child. Yeah, yeah, and even, like, how you talked about earlier with the um, water bottle and rocks, how they made enjoyment out of literal trash. They found a way to turn something that we typically think about as nothing into an activity that they loved, and that's really the thing with life is turning what you do have into something you love. Because yes, we can want more and more, but sometimes less is more. Yeah, I kinda, I agree with the less is more. It's kind of a quality over quantity thing, if you think of it that way. I think the more materialistic things you have in front of you kind of blinds the sight of the big picture. Like if there's, imagine a big picture on a wall and that's like the goal of life. That's where you wanna end up, that's heaven. But every time you buy a materialistic thing, it's like hanging a picture on the wall. Sure, like all those pictures are really cool and they can all look really cool and you can like 
have pictures of memories with friends or doing this, doing that, whatever. But it kind of blocks your view of the end goal of life. Yeah, I I love that. I've never really thought of it in that way, but it's so true how when we get more and more, our desire to get more just grows. And it gets to the point where we can never fully satisfy that. Mm-hmm. And I love how you brought up the materialistic goods. Yes, they provide us like happiness and like the sense of being accomplished, but that's only temporary. And being able to be like happy with what you have and use though use that into ways that help other people is really what brings people the most happiness i've seen yeah i agree and it's a lot of like what you do with what you have too like yeah i i love my laptop and it's like a materialistic good but the stuff i do with it i feel like the laptop itself isn't what's making me happy it's like being able to get on and have a zoom call with a friend or hang out like in a discord call or just being able to even just do homework or school from home it's what you do with those materialistic goods like a cell phone isn't a bad thing but if you just sit on your cell phone and like go like scroll through like snapchat stories or your twitter feed and all you see is negativity that's not a good thing but if you use your phone to like text your friends and like keep these connections with people and like keep your friendship strong and moving forward that's a good thing because not all materialistic goods are just innately bad but a lot of times they're used in the wrong ways yeah exactly it's really about using what you do have and using that to help others around you i kind of touched on it earlier and through these two experiences kairos and mission honduras i know that i've recognized that when you put yourself out of your element that's when you find who you truly are it's through those uncomfortable situations that we're able to fall back on ourselves and discover who we are. And by doing that, you're able to help those around you. Yeah, it goes back to like being true with yourself too. If you're true with yourself, it's easy to be true with others and to like help others out. But if you're lying to yourself and you're lying to others, then even any advice you give to someone isn't gonna be good. If you're not living your best life and being who you are, then you're not gonna be able to help other people. And we've been saying it like this entire show, helping other people makes you happy. So right now I want to kind of move into a new little point that I'm going to include or a new little section in this podcast that I'm going to include. It's called the present person. And it's where we kind of, the guests and I just kind of reflect and see what we've talked about and how we can incorporate that into our daily lives today. So like with Michael here, how we're talking about how less is more and using what you do have to help those around you. So we can easily see that with this pandemic today. Yeah, the ways that come to my mind is we seem to be so limited, especially when this whole thing hit back in March. It seems like people were just locked up in their house. But people found a way to help others. For example, brewing companies, they quit making alcoholic beverages and switch over to making hand sanitizer people making masks i know both of my grandmas made countless amounts of masks to help people or give to family members to protect them it seems like bad times bring out the best in people and like what you were saying earlier you have to step out of your element well this is out of everybody's element nobody this isn't anybody's element nobody knows what's going on i feel like a lot of people during quarantine especially just had a lot of time to reflect and everybody was forced out of their element anyway 
some of it was good. Some of quarantine was good because I've talked to some people and I know like a lot of people have like discovered themselves almost. They they learned a lot about themselves at least. And I feel like it brought out the good in a lot of people, like with the brewing companies or your grandparents. Or I know a lot of people like banded together and started and like helped with homeless shelters or like charity organizations and a lot of people were like donating a lot of things because there was a lot of goods and services that just weren't available for a while and like you said this pandemic it's not all bad like yes there's parts that really stink and there's some things that have happened that are horrible but just like any situation you go through there are positive points you can pull out of it like what we've talked about how people have really turned into the best version of themselves to wrap this up, I know I didn't do this last week because with Sammy, we talked about optimistivity and how positivity <laughs> equals productivity. But I want to give the guests, so in this case, Michael, a chance to share their favorite positivity quote. So what's yours, Michael? I think something like it's super simple, but just have the attitude of gratitude. Like just make gratefulness and gratitude like part of your attitude. Make it part of your day. Try to say thank you more often. Try to like realize everything that other people do because everything that goes on in the world around you, someone has done, someone has created. Even like going to McDonald's, somebody's there. Somebody made the food, somebody like prepared it, someone delivered it, someone took your order. Like there's so much that goes on that goes unnoticed, I think. Having gratefulness and realizing like, how much other people do just so your life can function in society i think it's crazy especially with like all of the unglorified jobs that like no like a lot of behind the scene jobs like even janitors or lunch ladies and you see like these people at school all the time try to just step out of your day and say thank you have this attitude of gratitude it worked for me i i noticed that as soon as i started being thankful for things it's a lot easier to be happy for them too. Yeah, I love that. Being thankful is another key thing to being positive, I think. While we can help others and help others in their lives, it really all comes back to you and what you can do, but also in your mind, what you're thankful for. Yeah, because you can help others every day of the week, but other people can also help you the same amount. So you have to notice that like, it's not all about just helping other people, but also like letting them help you, especially like if you need it, but letting other people help you and then being thankful for them, not just thankful for the advice they gave or thankful for them being there, but like thankful that they're just a person, thankful that people are the way they are, that they're alive and that they're in like functional members of society. Yeah, exactly. And I think this all kind of goes back to less is more, how this simple thing of just being thankful for what you have is really what makes you a happier person and can allow you to radiate that to those around you. So that's the kind of key, key theme of the episode today is that less is more. So take time to sit back and think about your life on how you can focus on what you do have. So Michael, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you so much for coming on in talking about Kairos and Mission Honduras with us. I know it brought back so many memories to me. And I hope does. and I hope people can really use the kind of topics we talked talked about and apply it to their own life. So Michael, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I was happy to be here. It was fun. 
that'll bring us to the positive point of the podcast. For today, it has to be what this episode is all about. Simply the fact that less is more. As we want more of something, our desire keeps growing to the point where we'll never be satisfied. In some cases, that's not necessarily bad. Like if you want to continue your education. But in others, it can lead us down a dark, selfish road. Society has made us believe that the more you have, the happier you'll be, when in fact, I've seen the complete opposite. I've experienced firsthand how people live on less than a dollar a day, and for some reason, they're the happiest people I've ever been around. Now, why is this? I've come to the conclusion that it's because they have a much simpler outlook on life. It's not how much can I make, or how big of a house can I have, or what's the fanciest clothes I can buy. It's what can I do in the present moment to be happy with who I am. The people down in Honduras were such an inspiration to me because they don't have the distractions of the first world life in front of them every day like we do. They focus on what they do have. If you keep focusing on what society defines as successful, you're going to lead yourself down a dark path that's going to be very hard to turn back from. I think we all have fallen victim to searching for happiness in materialistic goods. It's hard not to in the world we live in. But that happiness is only temporary. After a while, it fades away, and you search for more things that try to satisfy that hunger within your heart. Our minds have been trained to think that we find happiness through materialistic goods, when in fact, we find them within ourselves. Like Sammy said last week, Happiness isn't an end goal. It's something we use to achieve our dreams. Be creative and focus on what you have right now in your life. Instead of wanting more, be thankful for what you have. Because in the end, less is more. Today, I challenge you to look around your house or your room the next time you enter that space and ask yourself, Am I trying to find happiness in materialistic goods? If the answer is yes, don't be ashamed, because we all do it. <laughs> I know I do. But I encourage you to join me in discovering how less is more. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And as always, feel free to DM me on Twitter at the positive poi2. That's the positive P-O-I-2. Or Instagram at the positive point underscore podcast or send an email to the positive point podcast at gmail.com to share a random act of kindness or uplifting deed that you did for someone else or they did for you or maybe it's something you saw someone else do for another person reach out to me and share the story who knows maybe you will be the next positive point of the podcast until next time this is joshua tigas and remember Keep it positive.